Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. The following content is not suitable for children. Can you hear that vibrator, Lori? We're going to do a show on vibrations, baby. I'm afraid of somebody hearing the vibrator. Oh my gosh. Welcome to Foreplay Sex Therapy. I'm Dr. Lori Watson, your sex therapist. And I'm George Fowler, your couples therapist. We are here to talk about sex. Our mission is to help couples talk about sex in ways that incorporate their body, their mind, and their hearts. And we have a little bit of fun doing it, right, G? Listen, and let's change some relationships. Let's talk about what people are afraid of with vibrators. Well, I think we all need some basic education on vibrators. There's so much people that are threatened by it, right? Yeah. And I think that we, we need to help with that, Laurie. So what do you got? Yeah. A lot of times when I suggest a vibrator, there's emotional issues that come up for people, but there are just some physical issues too. Like people who have never used a vibrator have no idea how to do it. Right. So I always tell people start out further from the body. So either touch the vibrator through to your body, you know, through a quilt, through a sheet, progressively closer to the body. You know, sometimes if you put a vibrator on your body just cold, it's not gonna feel good. Oh, you know, let's hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because again, I've recommended vibrators many times in couples therapy. And I never even thought about somebody would need a lesson on how to work it, right? Which is so I think this is great, Lori. We gotta help us out because they just see, think it's pretty intuitive. You just but maybe if you and which it, vibrator and which vibrator which type of vibrator, right? And if you're a they know throttle, what you're talking about, George. And you're going right to the clitoris, it might not work so well. So we, we need yeah. a, give us some instructions here, Lori, on how to that, how to Okay. So first of all, a vibrator for a woman, she's got to drive. So I really would not recommend a man putting a vibrator on a woman's body as a first move, like, mm. or really kind of ever. It's like, she knows the spot. She knows how sensitive she is. It's like, she's kind of got to control this whole thing. I mean, maybe later it might be fun if she's aroused. Yeah, he can use the vibrator. But really, most of the time she needs to know where she's at before she's ready to use it. And kind of where to put it and how to put it and how fast to put it there. And I think she should practice a little of that by herself first before an encounter so that she gets used to it. So it's not like the very first thing she feels it in partnership. And I, I don't know, it's just like it, it could go sideways. And what makes the vibrator work so well? It basically vibrates the nerves of the clitoris in a way that it goes through your whole pelvis. So it's the 
glands of the clitoris, the root of the clitoris, and all of the sort of auxiliary nerves in your vulva that feel that vibration. So everything is happening kind of all at once. So it's kind of a sure thing to get aroused or to also reach orgasm. I mean, either either way or either reason to use it or both reasons to use it, it's a it's a sure thing most of the time. It's I think you become less threatening when you understand more about physiology, right? When you understand most women don't orgasm during intercourse and they do orgasm during clitoral stimulation, a vibrate is probably the easiest, simplest way to make that happen, which is why yeah. so often that's your go-to first kind of move. If you're assessing somebody's not having an orgasm or they're, they're struggling, like bring that into the room. Let's talk about what that does. Yeah, I used to think that women should masturbate first to orgasm if they didn't have orgasms. Like they needed to learn their body enough with their hands to touch themselves. But somebody talked to me about that and I really took it in. It was a physical therapist who said, yeah, but Lori, if they don't know what it feels like, if they don't know what arousal is, they don't know what they're going for. So that's like a slow route. And I'm like, Exactly. I get that. So I almost always recommend vibrators when people don't have orgasms or like you just mentioned, you know, you can use a vibrator during sexual intercourse in certain positions that allow for her to climax at the same time as he is or relatively about that same time or just to increase the stimulation, you know, while she's having intercourse. I mean, so it, it can be used in multiple ways. I did a Google search for vibrators and I was like, I, holy cow, there's a million different sizes and shapes. You know, you got these things with angles that can kind of stimulate the anus, go inside you as it's stimulating the clitoris. It's big, it's small, it's pocket size. I mean, do you have any recommendations for, you know, where to start if you were somebody for the first time and you're getting a vibrator? Yeah, I do. So New Sensual is a little lipstick size vibrator. You can literally carry it on the airplane in your purse and nobody would ever know. And it is actually very, very powerful. I think it's on Amazon. It has all kinds of different speeds and rhythms. And surprisingly for a small little item, it does have power and that's important. And then kind of the Hitachi wand style, a lot of women start there because it doesn't look like a vibrator. They're not embarrassed to have it in their nightstand. It looks like a, it is a back massager, but then they learn to use it on their clitoris. And that can be really great too. That's usually the ones that most women start with. Most women start with vibrators that are clitoral. Why do you think men get afraid of a woman using a vibrator? Like she says, hey, I, I, think I got toys. Yeah. I think the fear of the unknown on both sides is kind of, if you don't have a lot of awareness on how things work, then you think it must be you. The woman thinks her body's not working right, so she needs this. So the guy thinks he's not performing, right? If he was on top of his game, his wife or his partner wouldn't need a vibrator. So the vibrator is like a competing attachment. It's like proof that I'm failing or I'm inadequate, right? And I think it's a competing penis is what men think. Like right. they think about vibrators because they think women often want sexual intercourse, that that's how she comes and so they're thinking now she's going to put something inside her that's going to make her come. And most women don't even use vibrators inside their vagina. They use them on their clitoris most of the time. Right. Well, I yeah. like the idea of the small little vibrator. Right. It's, little, <laughs> it's less threatening. Is it's that less threatening. Yeah. When you bust out that big one, it's you know it's it's a little bit more that way. But 
trying to again dispels comfort some of these fears that and like anything else when we're talking about introducing novelty or toys it's all got to be aligned with your values if it's you know something you're not comfortable with that's totally cool too this is all for you know people are free to choose what they want to do in the bedroom but it, introducing a vibrator like how maybe you need to have a conversation beforehand like this 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 vibrator is just because I haven't really known how to touch myself or to kind of give myself a clitoral orgasm. I mean, maybe you finally read the statistics that say 80% of women don't orgasm during intercourse. Like it's not the guy's fault. It's not the woman's fault. So yeah. let's, let's, let's have a conversation that could increase. And Lori always says this, like, if you increase the amount of orgasms, it's better for everybody, right? A woman wants to have more sex if if her body's being rewarded for that sex. And right. so this orgasm is in the guy's is- best interest to increase the number of orgasms. Yeah, orgasm is a big physiological reward. And, you know, I think too, the main thing is most women don't climax with intercourse. You know, maybe he can get better at touching her and maybe they can use the vibrator during that time too. She can use it, kind of get turned on. He can touch her a little bit or give her oral sex and she's more turned on. I, you know, one of the big flaws I think is men with oral sex is they know women like it. So they go down really quickly, you know, because they want to get her going and they're often generous lovers. They, they want to, but she's not aroused enough for it to really feel very stimulating. So either she says, she crosses it off her list. I don't really need that. It doesn't do much for me. And he's like, okay, that doesn't really work. You know, and they're crossing off their list, something that is pretty exciting. They're just doing it at the wrong time. So a vibrator, you know, maybe it's like she's kind of starting cold and she wants to get going and she doesn't have all day and it's Thursday night, you know, and she wants to have sex and she wants to have an orgasm, but she also wants to go to bed. And so this is, you know, this is it. This is a great way to have a quickie. And maybe then she gets aroused and then she says, hey, why don't you go down or something like that, where they're using it as part of their foreplay too. You know, she wants touch, but she also wants touch once she's aroused. And that is so hard, I think, because men, you know, they understand they've got to touch her and they've got to touch her for a long time. And it's like, but touching her too soon, ironically, doesn't work. I, it's really hard to explain, but if your body keep trying, keep trying. Well, we might have thick enough. skulls as men, but if you keep trying, eventually something kind of gets in there. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I, I mean that's why I talk about women need this sort of warm up time because something kind of turns on in your body, and then touch feels good. And until that turn on happens, you could be touched, and it it could hurt. It could not feel good. It could not feel sexy. And then if your partner is touching you and you don't feel a sexual response, there's just this thing that comes up and says, oh, this is not working. It's not going to be my night. Let's just, let's just have sex. Let's just have intercourse. You know, Mm -hmm. and she, she gives up on herself. He probably gives up on her. You know, I mean, so vibrators are a really good solution on that kind of night when you're not well, as as you're talking about it, I, I think some men feel a disconnect with the vibrate. It's not just the competition, but a lot of women just kind of pull into their own world as they focus on the vibrator, right? And they pull away from the kind of sexual encounter. So kind of, is there a way of 
staying connected to your partner as you're using the vibrator. I think that that I, that might be an important piece. Well, he could like stimulate her G spot at the same time. That that might work. Mm. I mean, he could also be stroking her, touching her breast, whispering in her ear, holding her. You know, all of that is like engagement that would feel good. So you're not so alone. I, I love what you're inviting men to do here, which is when that vibrator comes out, engage even more. This is where your partner needs that kind of emotional bond and to kind of come closer. This isn't a time to roll over and just give your partner some alone time. Absolutely. And maybe tell her, you know, I love that you're doing this to yourself. It's so exciting as your body gets excited. You know, I love watching you get excited. Keep doing this. Just let yourself go. All of that kind of talk. Woof. Put you over the top. Yeah. And you can use the vibrator while you have an intercourse. Like you said, it's, it's stimulate the G-spot. There's so many creative things we can do when we're doing it together as opposed to an isolating event. So let's give some examples of what we can do with these vibrators when we come back. ZocDoc. I know if you're like me, you worry about little problems in your body and just want to figure everything out. And it's so great to have an app, ZocDoc.com, that you can just check out which doctors are reliable, which doctors have five-star ratings, which doctors have availability and take your insurance. And you can figure that out on this app. If you're trying to find a cause for your symptom, you don't want to look at TikTok. You don't want to look at Facebook. You don't want to Google it. You need an expert's care. So please use ZocDoc. ZocDoc is the only free app that lets you find and book doctors who are patient-reviewed, take your insurance, and are available when you need them, and treat almost every condition under the sun. So go to ZocDoc.com foreplay and download the ZocDoc app for free and then find and book a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours, and when you need help, that's important. That's zocdoccom slash foreplay, zocdoc.com slash foreplay. We are doing a couples retreat on September 8th, so please keep that in mind in your schedule for your fall schedule. We want to give you a heads up. We're only doing one this year because our training schedule is getting crazy, but we would love to invite you to our couples retreat on September 8th. It's by Zoom, and you can find it on our website, foreplaysextherapy.com. All right, Lori. So I think a lot of couples struggle with how to even bring this up. So maybe I will bring it up because I'm the one thinking about it as a guy introducing it, and then we'll do it again where you want to bring it up, introducing okay. it. Okay. Okay. So I've never used a vibrator before. Never use a vibrator. <laughs> okay. That's a stretch. Go ahead. All right. We did an episode on this. Do we say it in a critical way or do we say it in a longing way? Right. I could say to you, I know you don't like new things, Lori. And, you know, you're pretty kind of like the routine and up, you know, Bridget. you like a routine. <laughs> right. So I was thinking we'd spice things up and bust out this, uh, you know, this lawnmower whatever the hell we call it this thing <laughs> some electrical gadget what do you think ah i think that sounds horrible <laughs> all right so jane i was talking to some of the guys you know on a walk and shocking as it can be sex came up ah. right 
And one of them was talking about getting a vibrator with his partner and like how much fun it was. Like his wife was more into it. He was more into it. It was like he, he was describing the best sex he's ever had. And I was like, I never even thought about that. I was like, you know what? I'm going to run this by Jane and see what the heck she thinks about it. It's, even if we don't do it, it'd be fun to talk about. What do you think? First of all, I can hardly believe you've never thought about it. And second of all, um, I don't know. I, it feels kind of weird to me. It's like, I just kind of like it to be you and me. I don't know. It just, that feels like, I don't know, dirty or something. Yeah, I hear you. I mean, I believe it or not, I haven't thought that much about it because I like me and you too. And I don't, you know, feel like I need to be distracted with things. But I, I think, you know, as he was talking more, he said he was listening to this podcast called Foreplay. And, you know, they were talking about most women don't orgasm during intercourse. I was like, what? I, what are you? I mean, that was like, I didn't know what the hell that was. And that they they do, it's a lot easier for them to orgasm with clitoral stimulation. And I think that makes sense because that's why you like oral sex. So that's kind of what we've been doing without even knowing we're doing it. And if this would help, I think it would be a good thing. If you're not comfortable with it, that'd be, that's totally cool. Yeah, I know. I know. I know who it is, too, because she told me she's using it as well. But I I just, I feel so weird. Like, where do you get it? Like, what if it shows up on my, you know, feed and everybody knows I bought it. You know, the kids know that. It's on our Amazon account. Oh my God. You know, I don't know. It just feels kind of embarrassing. Well, I could take care of all that and get it discreetly. So you wouldn't have to worry about that, but you are right. I mean, your friend went from zero orgasm to multiple orgasms. I mean, that's pretty cool. What this one little thing did for her. So, you know, Hey. Yeah, I, I get that. And I guess it would be good. I guess, I guess we could try it. I feel a little mm -hmm. anxious about it. Well, again, we could just try it. If it doesn't work, we could put it back in a package and return it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> don't be disgusting. Oh, sorry. Well, it's it's you know it's funny. I'm glad you're you're open to it because if you uh, reach on the nightstand, I already bought it. So let's do it, baby. <laughs> exactly. So sexual pursuer. Like a sexual pursuer. Yeah, he's already got it. Just a <laughs> All right, let's switch it around. You, how about you introduce it? Your girlfriend said something to you. and Okay, and you got to be resistant. Yeah. <laughs> Try to wrap your head around Yeah, that. I got to bring out <laughs> the, the sexual withdrawer in me. Yeah, bring out the sexual withdrawer. So, Han, um, I was talking to Susie the other day, and, of course, we started talking about sex. You two talk about sex? No, we talk about sex. And I, she, anyway, she's, she bought this vibrator and she's been using it and, you know, she doesn't have very many orgasms, you know, her partner just, it's not that great in bed and, but she brought it into the bedroom and they've been using it and she says they use it during sex and sometimes they use it during like when they're warming up and she said she uses it by herself sometimes mm -hmm. too. And I don't know, I was just thinking maybe if it, especially during sex, if we could use it and then I'd have an orgasm too at the same time or close to you. I, I don't know. How would you feel about that? I mean, I think you already identified the problem. You know, her lover is not so good. 
I think, you know, we got something different going on. I don't think we need that. You know, you usually always orgasm, you know, maybe a little, not the same time, but, you know, we have great sex. I mean, are you saying it's not so great? You need something else to help? Like it's not good enough for you? Ooh, I, yeah, that is definitely not what I'm saying. You're great and bad. It's not, I was just thinking maybe something that would be fun as something different, some variety. Um, but if not, something's great, why mess with it? Yeah, there's that. And I can hear that. We do have something good. So I could imagine, you know, I, I know a lot of people, I've heard them talk about, oh, the woman's going to get dependent on that. But honey, I'm never going to be dependent on a vibrator. I'm, I love being with you. That's That's the most important thing to me. That's what feels so good to me. But I was just thinking, and we don't have to do it, um, you know, as something new, something to try, maybe when we go on our weekend away, you know, spice it up, bring bring other things, scarves or handcuffs or something, just do something crazy and wild and see what happens. You're not going to try to touch me with it, are you? <laughs> I promise I won't. If you don't want me to, I won't. Well, you might tap into a whole nother side of me if you do. Bring it on. Let's do it. <laughs> I couldn't stay in a role anymore. I'm sorry. You couldn't stay in a role. That's <laughs> funny. Well, I, I know you talk. Oh, I get, you know, but I felt that. Wait, let me respond to you for a minute. I, I felt that like, oh, my God, I just told him he wasn't a good lover. I, I could hear my language going that like as soon as you responded that way, I'm like, oh, shit. You know, it's like, that is so not the message I wanted to communicate to him. And I think it, I really kind of lacked a little bit of vulnerability about mm -hmm. kind of got excited about this. I thought it might be fun for me to try. You know, I didn't, I wasn't quite as vulnerable in that. So suddenly he made it like it was about him and he wasn't enough. And that is yeah. that actually a vibrator conversation gone bad, I think. Well, it's it's likely to happen when you've never done this and you don't know how to do it. And it's why we do a lot of these role plays for our listeners, because, you know, we're not perfect. We're not really sure. And there's something in the practice and in the doing that makes us become clearer. And we're hoping as we get clearer, we can help you all get a bit clearer. It's a tough thing to bring up as a woman to introduce it without, you know, it's feeling like a threat. You know, a lot of men love it. Most men I work with, they're so happy their partner brings in a vibrator. They, they they like the spice and the fun of it too. And more orgasms, the better. So they, it's a victory. But you know, if if you haven't thought about it, it can land as a threat. So we want to learn how to how to how to speak to that. How to talk about this is really about increasing your levels of engagement so you can be more present with your partner. This isn't something competing. And, you know, you were very respectful of my concerns and you tried to help with that. So I felt that and I felt myself shifting as the conversation went. But you've also talked a lot about just in general, trying to help couples see the benefit of just not limited their sexual encounter, their intercourse. There's lots of other things that can be going on that really just increase levels of engagement. To me, we're in the business of increasing levels of engagement. Whatever we study, people that have high levels of engagement thrive and people that have low levels really suffer and struggle. So this is if this increases level of engagements, I'm all for it. So to talk to our listeners a little bit about that. You were saying with the four hands or. Yeah, I think sometimes people get anxious. It's like, 
if I'm using a vibrator, am I masturbating? And a lot of them have taboos in their heads about masturbation or, you know, certain positions. It's just easier for a woman to touch her own clitoris or a man sometimes. Maybe, you know, maybe he's losing it and he, he just needs extra stimulation. So touching himself for a little bit, you know, helps him get hard again. And I just think when we're making love, we are one body. That's that's what the purpose is. We are one body. And so we have two backs and four hands and whatever is most convenient to use to touch yourself or to touch your partner, that's the way it should be. And, and I got a really strong message when I was a girl, when I was getting married, my minister's wife said to me, the doctor had said something like, you know, you can touch yourself too. And that this would be really good when you're making love or something. And I told my pastor's wife this, and she said, oh, no, 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 no. You you need to let him do that. You need to let him touch you. I mean, it was this direct message that said that would be a bad thing, that you would circumvent becoming good lovers or you, you know, all of this. And mm. it was like, I felt guilty. It was like, oh, I didn't touch myself for probably years you know, when I was making love because I had had this strong message. And then I realized, you know, when you're making love and, and I was raised in a pretty religious tradition, you know, but one of the good things was that there was this, this other message that said the marriage bed is undefiled. And that means in the way I took it, and I'm not that religious anymore, y'all, but you know, that whatever you're doing in bed is good. You know, it, as long as it's consensual, you are not getting hurt and you both enjoy it, that's a good thing. It's like, don't worry so much. Like it's, there's no such thing as masturbation when you're making love. It's like, yeah, you, your hand is touching your body. That's still making love because together you're one beast. I love that. One being. One, one being. Yeah, that's sexy. And, yeah. and I, you know, I work with another couple where both of their values were masturbation is wrong and they had amazing sex. So it's about whatever you consent and adults want to do in your bedroom. But I love that you're inviting our listeners to think about a vibrator. Could that be something that increases levels of engagement, right? To have a conversation that protects each other from that because there are risks with all these things. And we know great lovers are great communicators. They, they can talk about themselves and do it in a way that protects their partner. And then in the conversation, both people feel more seen and more known. And isn't that the whole damn point? It's the whole damn point, right? Sexual engagement is so sexy. It doesn't, you don't have to just first, second, third, you know, home. It's like you can do all kinds of things in bed that are exciting. And I think people should. Sometimes I tell people, not very often anymore, but sometimes I say, okay, like no intercourse, just just drive yourselves crazy or, or no <laughs> orgasm. You know, like bring yourself right to the edge and don't go over the edge. And I mean, do you know how sexy that is to all day long? You've, you know, you've kind of made love in the morning and you didn't come. And then all, all day long, you're thinking about how can I get back in bed, you know, because I want to complete that thing. I mean, it can just sort of leave your body on fire. And I think sometimes people got to switch it up, do something different. Switch it up, do something different. There's your homework assignment if you want to do it. If you want to. Vibrators for everyone. <laughs> Put it in your Christmas stock and see what happens. <laughs> or Hanukkah gift. Put it in your purse. Way you celebrate. Yes. Thanks for listening, everyone. Keep it hot. Woo! 
Call in your questions to the 4Play Question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. This podcast is copyrighted by 4Play Media. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.